Welcome, everybody. This is the U.S. Grace Force Podcast. I'm Doug Barry, along with my always very good friend, Father Richard Heilman. And tonight we got back with us again, Jesse Romero. You can hear the applause and the crowd cheering right now. Jesse, of course, one of the key organizers of the event that took place on June 16th, the prayer event, standing up against the attack on the Catholic faith through the honoring of the transgender group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. We're going to break that down and get into that. Before we do that, of course, we want everything to start with prayer. And Father Heilman, we always turn that over to you. Okay. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So thank you very much, Father. And thank all of you out there who support the U.S. Grace Force podcast, your prayers, your comments, your encouragement. As I say every week on this podcast, we cannot do it without you. Please continue to comment to us. Let us know your thoughts as we move forward with the Grace Force podcast. Your encouragement means everything to us. And for those of you who support us through the Patreon program, we thank you for that as well. If you're interested in helping us with a little financial contribution, please click the link in the description below. Every single dollar helps. It goes a long way in getting this message out to many, many more lives. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe and share this information with other people, especially tonight's program. As we get into this with Jesse Romero talking about what happened on June 16th, L.A. Dodgers, this whole controversy and the whole thing about the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which is an unbelievable mockery and blasphemous attack against the Catholic faith. And they tried to paint this, you know, as there's some community service, wonderful group that's doing so much good for the people out there. But Jesse uh, thanks for being with us. You got involved with several other people you said and organized this prayer rally and just break it down for us from wherever you would like to start and fill us in on what happened here. Well, let me tell you what happened. Uh, we have, uh, I know people on the inside of the Dodgers, good Catholics. And so weeks ago, I was given information about this pride night way before anybody knew about this. Uh, my brother, Johnny, he called me up. We know that we knew the same persons that worked for the Dodgers on the inside. And they said, uh, they told us about it. So my brother, Johnny lives in Southern California. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. Johnny met with about three or four other friends of ours in Southern California. They said, we got to do something about this. Again, nobody knew about it yet, except the Romero brothers and probably two or three other lay Catholics out there. Johnny calls me up after they met a couple of times. He goes, this is big. This is huge. We need some help. We know you're connected with a lot of players in the Catholic Church. We're going to need your help, brother. I said, not a problem. So we started having Zoom meetings, all five of us, and just started putting putting a game plan together. I started really realizing very early on, I said, this is bigger than just myself and four, four lay Catholics in California. So I told my partner, Terry Barber, from Virgin Most Powerful Radio, hey, I need your organizational skills to help do a counter prayer rally on June 16th against uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Well, my brother Johnny, uh, he also said, yeah, this is a huge project. I also told another buddy of mine, he runs another Catholic organization called Catholics for Catholics, very well connected in the political world. His name's John Yep. So I figured between myself, John Yep, and Terry, we have the connections and organizational skills to make this large. So, 
we were able, I started making phone calls and we were able to pull in about seven or eight apostolates that I called them up, my personal relationship with them. I said, I need advertising. I need advertising. I called Catholic Vote. I called Church Militant. I called LifeSite News. I called America Needs Fatima. Uh, so I'm making phone calls and guys are saying, yes, Jess, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. So I figured, okay, now I got the Catholic media. There's a large footprint when you put all these guys together. And they all ask, hey, we'd like to come down. Absolutely, you can come down and record the entire thing. You can watch it on, you can watch the whole thing on several platforms. Virgin Most Powerful, that has the whole thing from beginning to end. Church Militant, LifeSite News, Catholics for Catholics. It has the whole thing from beginning to end. And so what ended up happening is I said, we need to, uh, my brother Johnny was contacted by a lot of Protestant organizations, denominations in Southern California. They said, hey, we want to go back you, you Catholics up. We, we don't like what they're doing to you guys, and we want to back you up. So my brother Johnny had a series of meetings with, with about five or six Protestant pastors, and they said, we want to be with you guys on June 16th. So we allowed the Protestant Christians to come in with us because they were they were incensed as well at their mockery of our Lord Jesus Christ with the hunky, with the hunky Jesus and some of the other things that they've done. Uh, and so on June 16th, with seven or eight Catholic apostolates putting out the message constantly for about, for about two and a half weeks, we, were, we had a, a huge uh, media splash around the country. EWTN picked it up. Relevant Radio picked it up. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the mainstream Catholic press started running, running ads as well. At Catholic Vote, they did a yeoman's job. They spent, they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on billboards around Southern California, around Dodger Stadium. They purchased trucks. Trucks were driving around for about three weeks all over Los Angeles that said the Dodgers are anti-Catholic bigots with big old neon lights and signs. Uh, Catholic Vote, they, they, they stepped up to the plate. They, they uh, purchased a lot of airtime from a bunch of 50,000-watt radio stations, secular stations in California, and they were running hourly ads against the Dodgers and what we were going to do. So we had incredible, incredible uh, uh, media coverage. And so on June 16th, and my brother Johnny did a yeoman's job because he had to go get the permits. His name was on one of the permits. He had high-level meetings with the Los Angeles Police Department. Because they want to, know, they want to know exactly what we were going to do. They wanted to see our organizational plan, and so we were working in collaboration with the police department. They were very partisan to us. A lot of the guys knew who I was, uh, and there was a lot of retired cops and off-duty cops that were Catholic that showed up as well. So we established a good relationship with the police department. Got all the permits, and uh, and they ended up giving us a huge lot. Lot 13 that held about 10,000 people. So we were able to park all our cars there, and about 5,000 people descended upon Lot 13, and another thousand to about a thousand five hundred people descended about a block away at Elysian Park. All Catholics. We had the we had signs, professional signs that were made. We had American East Fatima came down with the young guys with suits and ties. Bag, bagpipes with, with, the, with the long 20-foot banners. Uh, it was impressive. The signs that we had were impressive. Uh, 
and and we stood on message. We stood on message on the anti-Catholic bigotry, the anti-Catholic uh, hate that was being displayed by the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which are a bunch of homosexual men from San Francisco that are just poking fun and 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 being uh, hateful of Catholics, especially our nuns that have done so much. You know, the brides of Christ that spend their life. Uh, you know, in the service of the Catholic Church and service of our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things you'll find about the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, these homosexual men from San Francisco, take a look at their videos. All of them look like demon clowns. Think about the movie Batman, the Joker. They all look like the Joker. In fact, a lot of these homosexual men, these transgender men, they also have devil horns on their head. Mm. So that they make no bones about it. And their motto is, Go and sin some more. We had signs that said, go and sin no more, John chapter 8. Their motto is, go and sin some more. This group is irreverent. They're Catholic, anti-Catholic bigots. This group dances on, pole dances on crosses. I won't say anything beyond that. They have uh, hunky Jesus contests, uh, you know, throughout the country. They have... Foxy Mary contest. I won't even describe what goes on in there. And the, the fact is that we're asking ourselves as Catholics, why would the Dodgers honor such an irreverent group and support the mocking of the Catholic religion? Uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, they actually received a reward from the California legislature honoring these drag activists, uh, which, by the way, it angered the state Republicans. Not one state Republican showed up for this. It was all run by the Democrats in California that are a trifecta. They own, they run all three offices in California, and so they were they were uh, they were uh, honored at the state capitol in California on June fifth. But uh, going on to the to the event itself, five thousand Catholics descended on Lot thirteen. Another fifteen hundred uh, Catholics over in Elysian Park. We were there voicing our opposition as Americans, but we were there to pray. There was a lot of prayer. Uh, they heard a lot of inspirational speakers. Uh, the first hour, it was it was the Catholics were the ones that took the platform. The second hour, I was the MC for the whole thing. The second hour, we allowed the Protestants and rabbis to speak their piece as well, since they came to back us up. Uh, I would say about a hundred girly men, as Arnold Schwarzenegger would say, about 100 girly men from George Soros-funded Antifa, they showed up, but when they saw the 5,000 militant Catholic men across the street that were only separated by the police department, these girly men from Antifa uh, who are paid protesters by Antifa, they ended up packing up their stuff and leaving. The 6,500 people that were there showed up voluntarily out of love for Jesus Christ and the Catholic faith. The Catholics were led in a peaceful procession by America's favorite bishop, Bishop Joseph Strickland, who's a holy and fearless shepherd. And the Los Angeles Police Department, they complimented our organization. They said, there's been many protests, many rallies here outside of Dodger Stadium. They said, you guys were the most orderly, the most peaceful, the most clean uh, prayer, I mean, a rally we've ever seen. Uh, they, they were impressed with us. They, they, they said, you guys can come here anytime. 
It was a pleasure working with you guys. No arrests were made. No arrests were made. All the alphabet media was there. All of them. All the fake news was there. Cameras were all around. Helicopters were overhead. Fox News, uh, NBC. All the alphabet stations were, were there. I can tell you that the Catholic Church was represented well. In fact, I can share so many stories. Uh, somebody just texted me. I don't know how they got a hold of my number. Said, I'm a Buddhist. So I, get, I, 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 I got your number from, from a Catholic I know. I'm a Buddhist. I, I've realized the last couple of years that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. So I've been looking at different churches to see where I'm going to go become a Christian. She goes, after watching the rally on the internet and watching you Catholics out there stand up for Jesus in public, she goes, I'm signing up for the Catholic Church's RCIA program this week. I want to be part of that church nice. of brave men, that church nice. of courageous men. I, I'm getting texts like this all over the country nice. and social media messages saying, what you guys did, I'm a Protestant. What you guys did makes me ashamed to be a Protestant. I want to be a Catholic. Sign me up. I'm getting this over and over again. And, and this isn't going to stop here. We're, we're done. Okay? Johnny Romero, myself, Terry Barber, we're, we're done. The, the country is good is going to hear every time you step out of line and insult Catholics, there's going to be a response of thousands of Catholics in your face with Jesus in our heart, with a rosary in our hand. We're going to stand up to you because as Americans, we have the freedom of speech, the freedom of religion, and the freedom to assemble in public. And we're going to do that. We are done. We're not waiting for anybody else. We're the B team. I get that. The 18th of bishops. They're the A-team, I get that. But you know what? When, when, as as, as St. Paul says to the Corinthians, when the trumpets are silent, well, guess what? The B-team's going to pick up the trumpets, and we're going to go out there, and we're going to continue to activate the lay people because we need not just speakers of the Word of God, we need doers of the Word of God. Jesse, it's it's interesting, too, that um, this, we're recording this on Monday, so the readings uh, this morning... I think speak directly to what you did. And I'm so proud to be a Catholic and I'm so proud of the way you did it. But the, the, it starts out the gospel. Jesus said to his disciples, you have heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you offer no resistance to one is evil. When someone strikes you on one cheek uh, on your right cheek, turn the other uh, one to him as well. If anyone wants, and it goes on from there. But you know, a lot of people use that reading uh, to say we should do nothing. No, 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 that's not what Jesus said, because Jesus was the one that would speak up constantly, and he he said, realize that the world hates you, it hated me first. You know, and he was hated for openly and honestly speaking the truth and, and bringing God into the public square, right? I mean, he, he in miracles and, and, uh, and his, his word and everything— uh, just blew people away, but 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 what he didn't do. See, we didn't do this either. I, what 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 uh, struck me too is that June sixteenth, three years uh, on that that anniversary, three years prior. See, that was Flag Day. Okay, wasn't that Flag Day? Uh, June sixteenth is it was, it was uh, Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, mm. Anyways, it was it was three years almost to the day. I may have it mixed up by two days, but anyways, that. The, remember the streets burning? You know, the George Floyd riots? Remember the, 
the house, the 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 stores being uh, lit on fire. Uh, everybody boarded up. There was graffiti everywhere, and people were quaking in fear. And we we brought our Eucharistic Lord out in the streets of our state capital, and we marched up State Street, okay, to the capital with our Lord. And I remember that onlookers, and there were very few because everybody was huddled uh, in fear in their house, but the few that were there were, were in tears because they saw the Prince of Peace and these people, these children of God, in peace, okay, believing in God. And they knew that this was the answer. They knew that this was the light that had to shine out the darkness during that time. That's exactly, I, I thought about that because that's exactly what happened at Dodger Stadium is that you didn't, you know, uh, attack anybody or give, break into riots or loot or any mm. anything that the, the that the evil side does okay to try to you know win all right no we believe in the power of God we believe that when, when you go out there and you are uh, representing the peace of Christ that's the way that we're called to counter evil in our lives. But we're not called to do to do nothing. I mean, when they use that scripture passage to say, "Oh no, we should just let let evil reign," that's not what it means. It means here's the tactic you should use: be a people of peace. Can you comment on that, Jesse? I I, I really wanted. I knew we were going to be talking tonight, and I, I saw that reading. I said, "I need to get Jesse's take on this." Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, Matthew chapter five, verse thirty-nine, where the Bible says, "When someone strikes you in the right cheek, turn." To Turn to him the other cheek. Uh, that's hyperbole. That's yep. not to be taken literal. Right. People that take that literal are misreading the scriptures. Why do I say that? Because our Lord Jesus Christ was struck in the cheek in John chapter 18, verse 22 to 23. And look at what Jesus says when he struck on the cheek. He didn't turn the other cheek. Look what, look what happens here. John 18, 22. When he, had, when he had said this, Jesus, he, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand saying, saying, is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered him. If I have spoken wrongly, bear witness to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Right. So when Jesus was struck, he didn't turn the other cheek. He says, why did you do that to me? If I spoke, if I didn't say anything wrong, also St. Paul in Acts chapter 23, verse 34, when St. Paul was struck in the face uh, by, by the guard at, in, in front of the high priest Ananias, same, the Bible says this, and the high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God shall strike you, you whitewashed wall. Are you sitting to judge me according to the law? And yet, contrary to the law, you order me to be struck. So we have our Lord and St. Paul. When they're yep. struck in the face, they did not turn the cheek. They said, why did you strike me? That therefore, Matthew 5.39, if somebody reads that literally, they're taking it out of context. That's hyperbole. What, what that means. When I think it means they're using violence. We can't. Okay, our response can't be violence. Our response can't be revenge. Go ahead, Jesse. Our response has to be truth. Right, exactly. Our, has, our, has, our response has to be rational. Yep. Our response has to be measured. And, and yep. again, and, and I, when I even mean by measured, 
the, the Catholic Church allows for, for individuals and even nations to defend themselves in paragraph 2263 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church allows us and nations to use the proportionate force right. necessary to overcome an aggressor. Right. But so the, so the church. That's a, that's in a matter of war. I, I'm I'm referring more to lighting up the streets, you know. And yeah, America, no, but, yeah, I get it. But the fact of the matter is, self defense is still is still clearly yes, yes. part of Catholic teaching. Yes. Yeah, that's the point that I'm making. And uh, and, and so as a Catholic, uh, we have to remember that that verse when Christ is actually he's he's going deeper. He's talking about that we shouldn't seek revenge. We're supposed to live in such a way, in such a manner, as to forgive somebody if they are asking for your forgiveness. I'll give you an example. I had a brother that was bad-mouthing me for 10 years, detraction, calumny, bad-mouthing me, saying horrible things about me. And people were saying, but your brother's on radio. Your brother writes books. Your brother preaches the gospel. He was, well, probably about a year ago, he had a very powerful conversion back to the church. And he called me up. And he said, hey, bro, I've been talking bad. We haven't talked in years. I've been talking bad about you for years and years. I said, yeah, I know. It all gets back to me. He goes, you know something? I apologize for everything I said about you. It's not true. I've just been, I've just been hurt with you, and I've been a little envious, and, uh, and I'm going to undo all the damage that I've done. I said, he goes, I want you to forgive me. In other words, my brother was striking me in the cheek for 10 years. My blood brother calumniating me all over the country. Yep. And, and people say, well, I should invite Jesse. His brother says he's a hypocrite. He, he lives a double life. And my brother went and said, everything I said about my brother Jesse is a lie. He, he walks the walk and talks the talk. I'm just jealous of him because I made a mess of my life. And he's done quite well. And, I, and, and, and what I, you didn't do is badmouth your brother in public. I, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He struck me in the cheek 10 years. And you know what, Father? I never struck him back. Exactly. I, I, I said, God will be the judge. God will take care of my brother. I didn't get revenge. Revenge would have been, I have a bigger platform than he does. I could have badmouthed him all day long and crushed yep. him. I didn't get revenge. I let the Lord fight my battles. I stood there and I just I, and I just said, you know what? Uh, that humility prayer uh, that, that I pray every Friday with the Exilium Christianorum, I said, you know what? When people... Uh, I said, I don't want to be praised. I don't want to be looked at somebody as something great. If this is what God, if God wants to humiliate me through my brother for 10 years, that's fine with me. Right. And so, so metaphorically, I was, I was turning the other cheek, not physically. Uh, Jesse, when it comes to the, uh, the, the protests and what took place out there, a couple things just for the audience sake in particular, because you had told us before we got started here, what were the numbers that you know were accurate and what were the numbers that were reported? The, the LA Times and, and the mainstream media reported about two, two to 3,000 uh, people were there. So if they reported two to 3,000, you could double that number right away because, uh, you know, they never give a good, they never get a Catholic good press coverage. The police department told me that we had about uh, 5,000 people on lot 13 where we were at and down the street in Elysian Park, well over 1,000 other people were there as well. Mm. And so uh, this was the biggest display of Catholicism in the United States. And this is time that we do this. This is this is a Cristero moment in America. Yes. And I think we have an advantage that the Cristeros didn't have because we have social media. We have the internet. They don't. 
So now we're able to mobilize not a dozen guys, 50 guys, 100. We can mobilize thousands of people. We're going to be a strike force in this country until the second coming of Christ. Because myself, Terry Barbara, John Yep, we were able to cobble together eight apostolates that don't work together, by the way. They don't work. In fact, some of these apostolates want nothing to do with each other. But you know what? We reached out to them. And because we have a personal relationship with the CEOs or the founders, we said, hey, this is bigger than us. This is bigger than our egos. This is bigger than our hurts and our personalities. This is about what they're doing to the Holy Catholic Church. Can I count on you? Yes or no? Jess, I'll bury the hatchet just because of you and Terry and, and are asking me. Uh, yeah. And you guys are stand-up guys. And you guys are always trying to unite, unite, unite people. And so... I was able to pull people in that would never work with each other. Mm. And guess what? I got their total support. They said, Jess, we're ready at a phone call. If something like this happens in another state, another city, call us up and we will all mobilize and we'll wait for you guys to give us the marching orders. So we have now an infrastructure in place and this one went off quite well. So we know exactly, I mean, from little things like, like, you know, renting porta potties. Uh, you know, buying you know uh, five thousand bottles of water in a crate to put there. All kinds of little details. Getting a permit from city hall. Getting the police department involved. Where we could stand. Where we can. All the little details. We've got them now in a piece of paper. So if, if the citizens of perpetual indulgence or other Catholic hating groups like the Temple of Satan. When they start showing up around the country, we're going to be able to activate the late Catholics in that country and walk them through, and we'll provide them all the media coverage. I'm sure you guys will as well, because I want to I want to bring you guys into this uh, into this posse as well. Uh, we're going to use our, the media coverage to get the numbers out there, mm -hmm. but we'll use the local people to do stuff like you got to rent the porta potties, you got to get the permits, you've got to. Uh, bring you know five thousand bottles of water you got to provide a stage you got to provide the speakers and a microphone etc etc you got to pick up the bishop at the airport or the speakers so we know what to do and now finally we have an organized opposition to these people that hate the catholic church and i'm telling you the protestants they looked at us they walked up to me eight pastors says i have never seen this type of organization in any religion they said this is something to marvel at the way you Catholics operate. You guys even pray together. You guys stand next to each other. You guys have the same prayers, the same gestures, uh, you know, all making the sign of the cross. Everybody knows how to pray the divine mercy. Everybody knows how to pray the rosary, the same Michael the Archangel prayer. The Protestants were blown away at seeing the uniformity of the Catholics on June 6th at Dodger Stadium. And you, and you had a lot of people come from out of state, too. I know that. Do you know, like, some of the locations they came from? <laughs> Farthest person I know came from North Carolina. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had uh, people from Texas. Uh, we had people from I, – I, we had, I would say we had virtually people from representing almost every state in the country. Now, mm -hmm. the bulk of these people – and I guess here's, here's something that, that, that gives me kind of an advantage – the bulk of these people were Hispanic men. Interesting. And because because, wow. because I've, I've been, I've spoken at about over 2,000 Catholic churches in the last 20 years. I'm probably the most well-known Hispanic Catholic in the United States. I've also been on Spanish radio. 
for years on EW10, Hombre No Sembrador. So I'm well known in Spanish and I speak Spanish as well. And so I, I could see that the majority of the people there were Hispanic men. And I told them, I said, you guys all have Cristero blood flowing through your veins. Many of our family members were killed in that war. I said, we're now, we're now living in America. It's time for you men to turn off the television, put down the Bud Light, and stand up for Jesus and become serious Catholics. And, and as a result of the fact that, again, I do speak Spanish, I have a connection with the Hispanic community, uh, I, I believe that, that my brother Johnny and myself, uh, we were able to really wake up the Hispanic Catholics. And many of them said, I've been listening to you for years on Spanish radio. And, uh, and, and you give clear uh, instructions, you click clear messages. And that's exactly what we're looking for. So watch out, America, when the Hispanics wake up and they're waking up. And we saw it June 16th. Watch out because they will be the most powerful voting bloc in America. Jesse, I, yeah. I was. I want to go back to something you said earlier, where you said there was about a hundred Antifa that showed up, and they looked down at the five thousand, and they kind of packed up their bags and and left over that. It, it, I, obviously, I think right there, peace through strength. Bingo. Right? Yes, and, Bingo. and and this is so needed. And uh, I, you said um, before we started recording that. Father, this is a watershed moment, and I, I believe that too. But Jesse, can you expound on that? I that first of all, first of all, I want to say this: I think the uh, sisters of perpetual indulgence are easily mocking us because we haven't been strong. We're allowing this, okay? And so the Dodger organization will go well. We're not going to get any backlash because, uh, you know, the Catholic Church never says anything about anything, you know. And yet you guys, your group of organizers said, no mas, okay. You're not going to cross this line. And and you showed strength. And to me, and you, you give me your interpretation about a watershed moment, but this is the beginning of what needs to grow from here. Can you expound on what you mean by a watershed moment, Jesse? This is this we we've we've turned the page. For decades, we've been waiting for the generals to lead us. Yep. And the voices have been silent by and large. Yes. And even yes. attacking those who do stand up. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You said it. Yeah. And as a result of that, couldn't resist. Several, several lay Catholics, myself included, were saying, if not us, then who? If not now, then when? Right. We have this temple of Satan going from city to city, doing black masses, consecrating cities to Satan. We got the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence that have been around since 1979, mocking the Catholic faith. And what, what does the institutional church want to do? Let's dialogue. We want to dialogue. Well, Father, we don't we don't want to dialogue with the enemies with with the enemies of God, with the sons of Satan. There's nothing to talk about, and so at this point, we're just going to do exactly what Vatican II says. The documents are very clear on the lady. The lady is called to go out into the public square and sanctify society, sanctify the temporal order. The streets belong to the lady. 
The sanctuary belongs to the clergy. The priest can tell you, and the bishops, they can tell you what to do inside the church. They govern the mass. They teach. They sanctify through the sacraments. But when I step out that door after the priest says, go in peace to love and serve the Lord, or ita misa es, when he sends me out as a disciple, the streets belong to Christ. And who's going to claim the streets back to Christ? Lay people, because that's our job. Our job isn't to be extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion. Our job is not to be lectors. Our job is not to be little clerics. Our job is not to be running around in the sanctuary with the key to the tabernacle. Our job is to get fed with the word and sacrament, hit the streets, and go and evangelize. And that's exactly what we're going to do now because now we have the infrastructure in place. And guess what? Your names have come up. Grace Force, you guys are going to be part of this posse. We're in. I, yeah. I knew it. I knew it. We had to put this together in in three weeks. <laughs> I mean, I was literally, we were like working feverishly. And I, I just, you know, people were calling me, hey, you need some help. You need some help. But to put this together in, in, in three weeks, in, in the midst of my doing two hours of radio a day and, and traveling and yeah. speaking at parishes. Well, and, we were promoting it. No, yeah. Not to worry yeah. there. We we went out to all our people and told them all about it. Yeah, I figured yeah. you would. Yeah, we yeah. did the video. We did the video um, little bump there too for the for the litany to the Sacred Heart, which was also a key thing. Um, Jesse, uh, what was the the general atmosphere there as it was going on um, from the opposition? Like, was there any opposition? Was there anybody throwing stones or, or threatening comments at you? What was it like uh, at the moment? Okay, there was. There was a couple of heated moments because, and this is why in, in, in a lot of our meetings, we were talking about the Protestants want to come with us. And we're like, ah, well, they're reaching out to us. They want to help us. They want to stand with us. And I'm like, ah, oh, yes, no, yes, no. So we finally decided as a, as a small committee, okay, we'll let the Protestants come in. They want some speaking time. Ah, uh, ah, uh, okay. We'll give them some speaking time on the stage. They want to do some praise and word. So little by little, the Protestants are asking for more and more and more. And I was like, okay, I got too many other things to worry about. I'll let you guys make those decisions. So we let the Protestants in. So, Jesse, it, it landed square on the Feast of the Sacred Heart. I mean, that yeah. that was a bridge too far. I mean, it was already mm -hmm. far. But but you're going you're gonna to hold, Dodger uh, leadership, you're going to hold this on the very Feast of the Sacred Heart. You're going to honor people who blaspheme god who mock the catholic ch church on the feast of the sacred heart now I, I i i was praying and discerning about it and i i never think i'm perfect and know exactly what god's doing but i wonder if in god, god's permissive will that he allowed something like that in order to shine a light on the amazing devotion to the sacred heart. Is it exactly what we need? I, I pointed out in a sermon I had right around that time where we were talking about L, uh, Dodger stadium um, that, uh, that uh, Cardinal Burke is just, he never stops promoting the devotion to the sacred heart and something like, you know, having the, the sacred heart enthroned in your home, all that. I, I just think that we, we, yes, it's a watershed moment. Okay, but maybe the sacred heart is meant to lead us from this point on. Did you did you have a sense of that, Jesse, when, when this landed squarely on 
the Feast of the Sacred Heart. That, without a doubt, God is calling us. God is calling us back to the traditions of the church. Yep. And the Sacred Heart of Jesus is one of these ancient traditions of the church given to us by Saint Margaret Mary Alacoque. And in fact, the Sacred Heart of Jesus Home Enthronement is so powerful that the oldest exorcist in the country, Monsignor John Essef from Scranton, Pennsylvania, he's 96 years old. He's been an exorcist for 46 years. He's the senior exorcist on planet Earth. Holy man. The way he drives out demons during house infestations when they come to, and he still does them now, whenever they come to do a, a, a house blessing, he'll say, I'm going to enthrone the sacred heart of Jesus into your house. He has stated publicly many times that that's the most powerful devotion to drive out an evil spirit or evil spirits from a house infestation. It's Listeners, pay attention. Mm. Yeah. Yes. The sacred home enthronement is yes. the most powerful way to keep your house protected from the diabolical. And if your house is infested with demons, that's the most powerful exorcistic yes. formula to drive demons out of your house. Who said this? Monsignor John SF, 96 years old, oldest exorcist in the U.S., this is the way he drives out demons when he's called to do a house call of house infestation. Yes. He goes, we got to make Jesus the king of this house. Y'all have to do these prayers, and we're going to paraliturgically install Christ as king and center of this house. Boom! Blows all demons outside the house. They can't come in. Once you make Christ the king of the house, they're gone. You know, the, 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 to look at the image of the Sacred Heart, too. I mean, first of all, heart. Here again, we didn't burn down uh, mom and pop stores and riot in the streets as a way to seek revenge to this thing that was happening. No, we brought our hearts, our Christ within us, out to the streets. That's what we did. A heart that burns for love for, for your neighbor. And that's why people looking on went, holy cow, That you had that one person, the, the Jewish person said, I'm in, I'm, go I'm, I'm gonna sign up right now to become Catholic. And I believe a lot of people did it because heart, 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 heart. So the heart burning is is, but also it's it's uh, it has the crown of thorns on it too, and to me that's powerful. And and you know what I'm thinking about right now? I'm thinking about military. I'm thinking about law enforcement. I'm thinking about firefighters who run into the fire. You know, I, I will be willing to die for you. That's how much I love you, and that's the power of the cross. That's the power of the crown of thorns that Jesus wore, that I will be willing to die for you. And I'll bet, too, a lot of people who went the, out there, the 6,500 that sh were there, that's amazing how many showed up, thought, we're going to get attacked. We're, we're gonna, This could get bloody because that's been their modus operandi, uh, you know, up till now, is, is attack and ask questions later. Uh, but they did it anyway, and that's so powerful. But I, I don't know. I, I just think that that love, you know, the heart is is something that 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 people need to see in us. And it was it was seen so profoundly on June 16 uh at Dodger Stadium this year. Right, Jesse? Yeah, absolutely. But you know, Father, I told all the men that were there, I spoke to the with, to the Catholic men by themselves, thousands of them, and I said, you know what, whatever happens here, we consign it, we consign it to the Lord Jesus Christ, the divine providence. And guess what? If uh, and because the, the police department told us there's going to be opposition, uh, we're going to be watching for cars because a lot of times they try to ram people, run people over in cars. Right. So, so I just told told the men, I said, guys, if uh, if if any of us die here today uh, at Dodger Stadium, this is a good place to die 
the, the feast of the sacred heart of Jesus, standing up in public for Jesus Christ, yes. this would be a good place to die for Jesus. So don't yes. worry about what happens. We'll leave it all up to God. And guess what? No arrest, no violence, nothing. And I'll tell you why. That's a miracle. Because now the diocese did not officially endorse this. The diocese of LA were just saying, oh, stay home and pray, stay home and pray, go, go to church and pray. And I'm glad they did that. That's that's a, that, I, I hope tens of thousands of people were praying in churches and at home. But uh, just like Jesus Christ, when he died first on the cross, why did he do this publicly? Because our sin was public. Adam and Eve's sin was public. Our sin was public. And so the, the, the public sacrifice of Christ, that reparation, that public reparation that Jesus Christ did for all of us, <clears throat> had to atone for our public sin. The public sin of Adam and Eve, my public sin, your public sin. We all sin in public. Public sin requires a public reparation. That's why the Son of God right. died in public right. in, in an ignominious way for all of us. We don't go hide. Jesus didn't hide somewhere in a closet. Oh, let me die no. for your sins. No, it was He went up in a mountain and he had thousands. Because he had, to, he had to tone publicly public. the public sins of the world, starting with you and I and Adam and Eve. Jesse, what's the fallout been for the Dodgers, the public relations nightmare for the Dodgers? Because when this initially started, for the audience, you know, catch up a little bit on this. When it came out that they were going to do this, there was pressure. Uh, was it Catholic voter, Catholic for Catholics? I think Catholics for Catholic put it out, I guess. They they said they weren't going to do it. Then they got pressure. The Dodgers got pressure. City council, a letter was put out, and then they 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 capitulated. They got they got cowardly and so forth. So what has talk a bit about what the Dodgers have been through and where they are now? A couple major players came out and spoke out, you know, uh, in favor of, of Catholicism and Christianity. Explain that a little bit for everybody where the Dodgers are with this now. I believe that this week, Dodger corporate, I have no doubt that there's going to be some high level meetings, and a lot of people are going to lose their job this week because this was a public relations nightmare. And I know, I know the CEOs are going to say. Who's the one that thought about this? Okay, this was a disaster because the Dodgers are getting the Bud Light treatment, they're getting the Target treatment, and and they deserve it. Uh, but here's here's why the event actually went off. At, at first, the Dodgers invited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. There was a pushback, initial pushback, and so the Dodgers disinvited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and then the Democrats got involved. The Democrats, 39 Democrat congressmen and senators from the California legislature flew over to Dodger corporate, had a high-level meeting with Dodger, the Dodger franchise and said, hey, 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 can't do this. You can't do this. You better reinvite them. I don't know what else was talked about there, but after the 39 Democrats came to and, and had a meeting with Dodger corporate, all of a sudden, Dodger corporate, the franchise, reinvites the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And to stick a finger in our eye even further, the California Democrats at the state legislature, they honored the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence on the floor of the House. All of the Republicans sat down and opposed, all of them opposed the honoring of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence at the California state legislature. Jesse, why Catholics? Why, why? Why do you think it's 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 always seems to be Catholics? It's a, it, it, the, are we are we a threat? 
I, I, I believe we are, you know, are teaching everything about it. But I do believe that, you know, I, and I've said this before, I despise the term post-Christian era. And they're trying to build this narr narrative that, that, oh, yeah, there was once this strong Christian moral fiber in the country, but that, that's gone now. And it, it seems like they're, it, it's like a prize fight. Like, you know, they got, they, they got us rope a dope in the corner and they're punching and they're trying to deal the last blow. That's a term that's used a lot of times when they talk about the Battle of Lepanto. You know, the Turks were coming in to deal the last blow because Christianity was so weak at that time. I don't know. It just feels like that right now. Uh, where do, how do, how do you think, where do you think we are in, in the state of the church and, and why do they feel like they can just, you know, waltz in and do whatever they want? I'll tell you why, Father, because Satan knows the P.O. Box to the one true church. They know that the Catholic religion, the Catholic faith was started by Jesus Christ. It is the one true church. And I can right. tell you this because I've had several conversations with Satanists, high-level Satanists, high-level witches, high-level sorcerers. Uh, I've interviewed them. I've talked to them in public at different uh, protests that I've been to around the country. And I can tell you, they know. You ask a Satanist or a witch or a high wizard... Which is the religion started by Jesus Christ? Every single one of them will tell you, you guys, you guys are the enemy. You guys are the bullseye. Okay? Yep. That's the that's the reason. Yep. They don't they don't sweat the Protestants, they don't sweat the, 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 the Jews, the Muslims. They know that they're man-made religions. They're not the true religion. They have aberrant teachings, deficient understanding of God, they have no sacramental understanding. They don't, they don't, they're not, they have no fear of them. This is why you even look at the old, for example. The old Hollywood movies of Dracula. What did Dracula fear? A silver crucifix. Even Hollywood, uh, Dracula is kind of a type of, of Satan, kind of a typology of Satan. Satan, the left, the woke left, they fear the Catholic Church. Why? They want to, well, it's, it's, it's Biden's uh, theme. Build back better. Build back. What, what do you mean build back better? What do you want to build? Ah, to build something back better, you've got to destroy what's what's existing. What they want to do, the the Democrats, the transgenders, the temple of Satan, they want to destroy what we call Western civilization. What is Western civilization? Everything you good see, everything good you see around us was built up by the Catholic Church, which is called Western civilization. Hospitals, orphanages, universities, uh, you know, uh, uh, printing press. Uh, libraries, uh, science, everything, medicine. In fact, the smartest people, I'm going to say something right now, that I'm going to back it up. The smartest people in the world are Catholics. Why do I say that? If you look at, if you look at the 300 greatest scientists, the greatest minds that's, that, that have been produced in the last thousand years, guess what? 200 of them are Roman Catholic Christian. Okay? The Cat, there is nothing like the Catholic intellect. Why? Because the Catholic intellect has the fullness of truth. And this is what they wanted us. This is why they hate us, because the Catholic Church took the great minds of Athens and the wisdom of Athens. The Catholic Church took the sages and the prophets from Jerusalem. The Catholic Church took the form, the law, the order from Rome. And the Catholic Church purified these three cities through Jesus Christ, who gave us his body, the Catholic Church, and the Catholic Church has synthesized Athens, Jerusalem, Rome, into what we call Western civilization. 
freedom, liberty, one nation under God. This is what they want to destroy. And they know who built this up, the Roman Catholic Church. Jesse, so where does this go from here with, for example, L.A., the Dodgers, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence? Now, obviously, this this put a real mark on the map by having this real show of prayerful force and so many different apostolates coming together to stand their ground on this. So that's definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. It's going to be very notable. But where do you think they go? Because I've always said that while, while as long as we're paying attention to things in the news, we can be aware that the enemy is working through groups like this to try to tear down, divide, destroy, disrupt, you know, push that whole woke agenda mindset, the whole diabolical narrative. We had Father Ripperger on uh, recently, and he made a great point that the term being used that there are so many people now in the world that are that are psychologically complicit with this narrative of the diabolical so that the mind is just, it's there. It's just, they're just, they're thinking that way now. So where do you think this goes if we don't continue to make a stand because the enemy is not resting? They don't just sit back and go, oh no, a bunch of Catholics showed up, several thousand, six thousand, and seven thousand, and, and, and prayed against us. I guess we're quitting. I guess we're done. The diabolical forces are still going to continue on. What's your estimation based on what you see, what you interact with, who you interact with? I'll tell you. I'll tell you who's going to save us. And it's if you look over your shoulder, that's who's going to save us. I'm going to tell you right now. I am done looking at the bishops or a pope to save us that's not going to happen if you're looking at a pope or a bishop to save us you've missed the mm -hmm. whole 2000 year message of the catholic faith i'll tell you why mary's going to save us at a given point in time as our lady of good success when we think that our backs up to a wall they're going to throw us off the plank when it's all done we've completely lost mary's going to intervene in the triumph of our lady why do i say that the Catholic Church has two ways, uh, two um, ways of expressing itself. It has what's called the Petrine aspect and the Marian aspect. Okay, the Petrine aspect: law, creed, doctrine, liturgy, uh, excommunication. Okay, that comes from the Petrine office, patriarchy. Guess what? Satan can go after patriarchy very easily. You don't believe me? John chapter thirteen. The Bible says. 12 apostles were around the, the, the last supper of Jesus. And it says, and Satan entered into Judas's heart. Who is Judas? A handpicked apostle by Jesus Christ. Satan also deceived Peter or made him, cause him to become weak through temptation where he rejected Christ. So what am I proving to you? Right from the New Testament, Jesus makes Peter the rock. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. Then Peter says, hey, don't die for us on the cross. That You can't do that. Then Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Calls him rock and Satan in the same sentence. What does that mean? The devil can go after a bishop or a pope very successfully. You don't believe me? Read your New Testament. Okay? Yeah. That's the Petrine aspect of the church. We have a second aspect of the church called the Marian aspect of the church. Guess what? She's untouchable to Satan. Mary has total coercive power and authority over the devil. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. 
when you look at the Jews who have, I know Catholic, the old Catholic Bible, Dewey Reem says, she shall crush his head. The more modern Catholic Bible say, he shall crush their head. All right. So you're saying, all right, who's right? Really both. There's no conflict because it's, it's, a, it's a cooperation between mother and son. But when you look at the Hebrew authors, the great minds, uh, Philo Judaeus, Rabbi Moses Maimonides, uh, uh, Flavius Josephus, three of the greatest Jewish thinkers, you know how they interpret Genesis 3.15 from the Hebrew? She shall crush your head. The, the Jews interpret Genesis 3.15, she. I tell Protestants, your King James Bible got it right. Your, all your modern Bible, the King James Bible says, she shall crush thy head. All your modern Bibles, they got it wrong. Just listen to the Jews. And in fact, the battle hymn of the Republic, it also says in the second stanza, yeah? The, the mother of our Savior shall crush thy head. That was that's a Protestant hymn it written written by in a Protestant country, but they got it right because they understand that. So what am I saying? Mary's untouchable to the devil, and Mary has total coercive power and authority over the devil. Mary never sinned, born without original sin. No pope can make that claim. No bishop can make that claim. No pope or bishops immaculately conceived, full of grace. No pope or bishop got the promise in the Bible that they'll crush the head of Satan. Mary does. Dog and father, I'm telling you. We gotta stay close to Mary. Yeah. We gotta be, have Mary in spirituality because she's yeah. gonna save the church from the diabolical. She's gonna save our family. She's gonna save our friends. Nobody takes us to Jesus faster than Mary. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's a yes. perfect place for us to end, Jesse. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, awesome. thank you so much. And I, I, I know you. I know all of us are hopeful. There's gonna be a Holy Spirit revival, but it's also gonna come with us being courageous. And standing with God and His will, not the way of the world, but the way of God. Yeah. And and Mary's the one that takes us by the hand and brings us to her son. And that's the place where we need to be. So let's end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Jesse. This Thanks, was Jess. Awesome. Good to have you on, brother. Thanks for your courage to get a team together and get all that yeah. going. Yeah. I do think this is a watershed moment. All right, guys. Thank you.